Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andrioli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright, everyone. I am here, back at you again. This time, I'm going to be talking about The Morning Show, Season 1. So, in an effort to bust some boredom and, and just watch something new, we decided to do a free trial of Apple TV+, and the first show that we decided to watch was The Morning Show. It's definitely their headliner. It's probably what they were marketing the most. And it's definitely the one that interested me the most of everything that they've got on there. Now, I think it's probably uh, an, like, an asset that they might want to lose. I don't think that it's really going to be making them a lot of money or, or really, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's very viable. But I think it's very interesting, and it's a really cool experiment that the Apple TV Plus is because it's just a creator-driven platform, essentially. If you haven't heard of it, it's basically Netflix, except pretty much everything they have on there is original content. And I think that's really hard to sustain, but I think it's very interesting because the market is currently very overcrowded with a lot of stuff that's just putting out. I mean, just here's all this stuff that you've probably seen before, and here's original stuff based on stuff that, you know, that we've already done before. Like, I, I love Disney Plus. I love Netflix, but you know, especially Disney Plus, it's all stuff you've seen before and all their quote-unquote original content for the most part. There's a few exceptions, mostly the National Geographic stuff is remakes or it's additions to Star Wars or Marvel or whatever. And while I'm certainly excited to see a lot of that, it is cool to have a, a very interesting counterpoint to the to the culture of streaming services currently, which is just this um, this service that's entirely original content and weird esoteric stuff and I think it might be too niche to sustain but overall looking at the service I did think it was pretty easy to use and I think it's really awesome that that it exists it's just that's really cool the this haven for creators I think that's really cool so anyway I know that's not really what I'm here to talk about but I figured it was worth touching on briefly because it does uh you know, it does play a part in how I feel about the show and everything, and I think it was, I think it's just, I think it's just cool. I think that seeing more of that is not a bad thing. So, anyway, the morning show, the show itself. We checked it out. Um, I think I liked it a lot, like a lot, a lot, the first, uh, first couple episodes especially, and I think around eight, everything after that, I think the show couldn't totally make up its mind about what like how it wanted to end and I think that the ending that they went with is not the ending that personally I would have gone with were I helming the show I think the show was building to nothing except a a uh, an interview with Mitch and you know reconciling for everything that he'd done and uh, I don't know it's it's interesting because I think my my dad brought up a pretty great point because we were the only ones to finish it. My mom kind of checked out, but my dad and I watched it together, and uh, we 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 were talking about it, and I was like, I don't think that was kind of the right ending to pick. I don't know if that's what I would have gone with, and um, he he was like, well, that's true, but I think it is kind of interesting that no one gets fulfilled. No one really gets what they want. You know, the the hosts get cut off before they really get to say everything they want to say. And, um, and Mitch doesn't get the satisfaction of being on TV, you know, the, the executives don't, you know, shut up. It's kind of like, 
or you know don't get them to shut up it's it's kind of like this this weird thing of like no one is satisfied coming out of this show and i was like that's actually that is a pretty interesting take and i didn't really consider that I don't know. Something about it, though, just doesn't totally sit right with me, especially because without the testimony, without, you know, actual evidence and people talking about it, it's kind of just them talking at you, but it's, there's no proof. There's nothing to substantiate it, so to that end, I feel like it makes it really not worthwhile. And then beyond that, I think that um, the stylistic choice, a lot of times I like the style of this show. And I like the way they play with audio and they play with visuals. I think it all worked really well until the end where we don't hear what they're saying, which makes it feel even less, um, even less important. And maybe that's the point, but at the same time, this should be more important. This should be more climactic. I think that all this buildup to just kind of peter out at the very end. And I don't know how I feel about it. I'm still kind of reconciling it, I guess. I think that the end of it, where it just cuts off, and maybe the, the implication of that being that this is all just going to be swept under the rug, all these horror practices will continue, I think that would have been more powerful had they really tried to make a difference, had they really done this whole takeover thing, had they really tried to sink the ship in a more legitimate way than just being, you know, like, blah, 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 which is honestly... That sounds like I'm making one of it, but that's kind of really all you could hear is just, like, dull noise. And maybe that's also the point that kind of feeds into what I was just talking about, of how they're just going to be silenced again, and it's just going to keep going. But, I don't know, that's something weird in Art House that kind of just comes in at the very end, and I think if that was the point, then I think that we could have cut two episodes, because it just seems like they're putting the, the dominoes, or the chess pieces, whatever you want to say, whatever metaphor in place so that in the final episode or two they were going to to do this whole thing this is all going to go through and and this is going to be a big deal and we were gonna i guess see the fallout from that but that's maybe something they're going to save for season two i'm not totally sure but i think that in general that is a problem that i have with the show is that it aside from the ending and how it kind of builds to what i feel is nothing and is unsatisfying and whether that or not that's the point i don't know for me as a viewer I don't think it built to that sufficiently. Sometimes unsatisfying endings are the best kind. Stuff like The Truman Show, where he gets out, but you never get to see what happens to him. You don't know what happens to the show. You don't know what happens to Truman as a person. You don't know if they ever get to meet each other again, him and the girl that he, he truly loved. We don't know what his life is going to be like, but that's the point. The, sh the, the movie is very deliberately telling us this is his moment. This is not yours anymore. You don't get to watch this because finally... He's living for him, and he's making his own choices, and he's not going to be on television. That's the point of that movie. So the ending perfectly justifies everything that's built up to it. But for a while, the, the show is priming you for something big, for something cataclysmic that's going to just lob a grenade into the entertainment industry and completely shake things up, which I think would have been a more interesting ending, if I'm being completely honest. So I think that's the reason it's, it's satisfying. It's not... It's not building up to nothing. It's building up to something and then tripping on the way up. I don't know if I'm making that point as eloquently as I'd hope to, but I, th I think you, you hope I hope you get my my gist. And I'm trying to illustrate the difference between the, the what I was expecting versus what I got and why. Maybe normally I might have been able to reconcile that, but for this, I feel like it's a little bit of a different situation. So, 
beside that, besides that, I do think that in general this show could have lost two episodes. I think there's a lot of scenes that just go on for a very long time, and I'm not, I don't mind that. I really like that. If I'm being totally honest, I think it 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 does do a very good job of building character and helping us buy into the relationships with these people. And it just gives you a window into their lives, an extended window into into what they're going through and what they're thinking and, and everything. And I think that's really cool. However, for a movie, I think that works a lot better than for a 10-hour TV show. And I think that maybe cutting two episodes just might have made it feel more streamlined, more digestible, and just a better, sleeker story overall. And then, aside from that, uh, I think this is actually a positive it's it's another thing that gets very samey. Not only do the scenes go on very long, there are a lot of elongated freakouts in this show. This show is kind of just built out of different freakouts. And if I'm being honest, that's kind of weird and cool. And I, I like that. I don't know why. If it was different actors delivering this dialogue and doing all the stuff, I don't think I would enjoy it as much as I do. But being who, who, who they are, you know, Steve Carell, Jennifer Aniston, um blanking on her name, Reese Witherspoon, yep, that's what I meant, uh, that's what I said, um, Billy Crudup, man, I, I'll have to get back to him real quick, but, yeah, all these people, they do a really good job at, at doing what they, what they're, they're doing in this show, it's, it's really awesome, and, uh, all the freakouts and all the, the yelling at people for whatever, I think it all really works, and it's a very strange thing for the show to be built around, you know, and and I think if it was other people, like I said, it'd get samey, and I don't know why, I can't honestly explain to you why I mind the scenes going on too long, but I don't mind the freakouts, because they're both just as common, and they're both kind of, you know, they're, they're kind of symbiotic, the scenes go long a lot of times because they're building to a freakout, and I don't feel like you would want to cut any of those. I just feel like this scenes could be streamlined. I'm not sure why. I can't honestly explain it. I wish I could articulate more what I'm feeling, but it was very entertaining, and it was something that I really enjoyed about the show. I don't even know if that makes sense, but I don't know. It's uh, it's very cool. There's a lot of very standout moments in, in the show, especially, I think, when Jennifer Aniston yells at her kid, which is something else that's never resolved. Uh, and honestly, for that, I feel like you could have cut that entire subplot if I'm being totally honest, like, she could just be married for as much as it really matters, like, there's interesting stuff with her, you know, breaking down because they're talking about the kids and how it, it does kind of, like, build the relationship between, uh, Alex Levy and Bradley Jackson, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, uh, it builds their characters, draws them closer together, but it's never really reconciled and doesn't really go anywhere, and I'm, I, I don't, I think I'm, I don't think I'm wrong. I'm, I'm 99% sure they never announced the divorce on the show. Like, I think everything starts to go down right when they're about to do that. And, and they never actually announced the divorce. So even that, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't serve as an additional obstacle to these characters because it doesn't ever come to a head. So I think that they could just be married. And, and while it's really good, the scene with her yelling at uh, at her daughter was was really awesome and really satisfying and honestly probably my favorite of all of them just because of Jennifer Aniston's delivery but i think that 
it could that entire subplot could have been adjusted or just cut out because it doesn't really factor into the story overall. And she's already got enough to grapple with, I think. She's already a, a, a character that's fleshed out enough that she doesn't really need this too. So uh, I don't know. I think that could have been can could have been dropped, and that might have saved you like a whole episode's worth of uh, stuff. But I, I mentioned very briefly Billy Crudup as uh, as Corey Ellison, like the the head of the TV division or whatever. Oh my God, dude, just stole the show from me. He is so awesome in this. He's giving a fantastic performance. Like he never loses his cool. He's completely into this character that he's created for himself. Um, he's like effortless, effortlessly just just chill and like you know he always knows what to say and he's always playing a million different angles and like and carving out whatever's best for him and oh man he's fantastic and I also like that he was never a bad guy at first it kind of seemed like he was it seemed like he might be nefarious but towards the end he is legitimately fighting for the right thing and he is a bit weird a bit off but he actually is a good friend to Bradley and he is trying to do something good and uh make make progress and, and foster change and uh, man did I love him he's just awesome I would watch a whole show just of his daily life and uh and yeah man that was that was really really good I liked him I liked him a lot and then Jennifer Aniston Reese Witherspoon uh what's his name uh Steve Carell everybody really really awesome especially Steve Carell I think he got a chance to play a character very different than what he normally plays kind of a sleazy piece of shit uh, less of a comedic lovable guy but but more of just a, a genuinely terrible person and I loved how he was manipulative and how uh, you could see the friendship still between him and Alex despite not you know being founded on very good things very morally correct things and I loved how he played all that he was a really really great villain and uh and yeah man that was all that was all really really good uh, I was surprised that they went full villain with him. Obviously, you don't really want to defend a sex offender, but I think it was weird that he... At first, it seemed more ambiguous. It seemed like the first girl that came forward with her experiences seemed like she did actually participate voluntarily, which lined up with a lot of what he was saying, that it was consensual. And I, it did seem like it was more of she had an experience sexually when she was... A younger person that she felt uncomfortable with and then turned it later into a, you know something problematic you know she blamed it on him that seemed to be it seemed to be more ambiguous whether or not he was a good person and or whether or not it was consensual I guess is more is more what we're dealing with and it seemed to be taking a stance on like oversimplifying matters that are you know a little bit more gray than they are black and white and and we would see more of his side of the story which is another thing that it seemed like it was building to the interview and his side of the story at the very end of the show again obviously you don't want to defend people like that in more cases than not they're horrible people but i think it was weird to see him go from like insisting it was consensual insisting that he did nothing wrong to an actual scene where he he did force himself on uh, on hannah and how he was actually you know a legitimately piece of shit guy and and just manipulating everyone and just trying to to you know weasel his way into positions that he wanted to be in and he did go 
completely villainous towards the end, which is, I don't know, it was weird for me because it seemed like at first they were building the one thing and then shifted lanes, and I think if they would have picked more one than the other from the start, maybe that would have uh, helped streamline the series as well. But, I don't know, overall, I'm a little bit mixed on the show. I was really loving it, and then towards the end it started to kind of let me down. It was... I don't know, but I I did love the behind the scenes look at um at the the entertainment industry and the news industry. I loved seeing the the perspectives of these different events from our recent history from a different um a different point of view. And I like just getting to know all these characters. I didn't really touch on a lot of them, and that's not because they are important. It's just because I'm trying to keep this a little more streamlined. It's difficult to talk about a whole TV series TV series in one episode because it's like 10 hours versus two, but I loved, uh, I loved all the, the people at the morning show, and, um, all these characters, and, and how they play off one another, and the interactions they have, and, like, the kind of familial bond that they have, it was really cool, and they fill it out with, with a lot of really, really great actors and actresses, it was, it was really, really good, I think, it came together well for me, I'm just not entirely sure if I think the ending was great, and I think it could have done with being a little bit shorter, but, a, I think objectively, looking at it overall, from a production standpoint, performances, writing, everything is really, really good. I just don't know if I liked it as much as I thought I was going to. But I think I would recommend it. It's worth a shot. I don't need to see it season two at all. I think the ending is, is fine. The fallout would be interesting, but I don't think that's something that I need to see an entire season of. Certainly, I don't think this needs to be an ongoing series for more than two seasons, but um, but I don't know. I, th- I do think it was worth checking out. I don't know if I'm going to stick in for the long run. So, uh, yeah, I think that's about all I have to say about that. Before I get out of here, I am going to do my gravels, and then uh, I'll tell you where you can find me and everything, and we'll get on, get on with it. So, yeah, I... Uh, I am grateful for getting a lot of free time to just chill with my friends. Now, before you say, that's not social distancing, yeah, you're right, it's not. Uh, But not a ton of people, not a gathering of 50, most of my friends are quarantined to their houses. They are not allowed to leave. However, I have friends in our neighborhood that live, you know, just across like a parking lot from me. So I just walk across that parking lot and we play tennis and stuff and and talk and and it's really fun two times a day we'd come out around like two o'clock and then a little later in the evening and just kind of chill and like you know be friends and stuff until around like like dark and it's so fun man it's it's a lot of fun i like having just free time and not really worry about about much and just you know just talk to my friends it's really it's a lot of fun and I hope I'm not tempting the fates with coronavirus, but yeah, I, I'm enjoying that. That's what I'm grateful for. Friendship, despite this very interesting and unprecedented situation. Whew, okay. I think that's it. That's all I got. I have just shotgunned three episodes, so I think I'm going to take a break, have something to eat before I get back to it. Uh, it's been raining all day, so I'm not going outside today, unfortunately. So I'll probably finish up a couple more episodes, get them all in the can so I can release them over the course of the next week or so and and then have some time to record and edit some other stuff for you guys. 
But uh, in the meantime, if you want to rate and review the show, you can do that right in app. Five stars would be super helpful, and it just takes a minute, and I would really, really appreciate it. If you've already done that, and you want to keep up with the show, see what topics I'll be covering, what uh, what when the episodes are dropping, you can follow at Movies and More Pod on Instagram for all that. And then if you want to see pictures of my shoes, pictures of trips I've been on, uh, my art, some song recommendations, all that you can find at my personal page at gvandrelli1 on Instagram. And if Instagram doesn't float your boat, I totally get it. You can email the show with thought, with thoughts, reviews, rating, whatever, questions, comments. Go for it. Uh, you can send it all to at moviesandmorepod, or, sorry, no, moviesandmorepod at gmail.com. Whew. Oh, man. I am hungry. I am thirsty. I think I'm going to have to sign off for, for a little bit here. Uh, but thank you, as always, for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, I'll catch you in the next one. I don't really have anything funny to say for this one. Um... Fuck you, kid. (laughs) You'll get it if you watch the show. If not, just ignore that. But peace.